The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. Happy Thursday to you folks, and welcome to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation. A place where you never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about today. Here at the Multimedia Cafe, we have embraced modern technology in all of its forms. So a conversation may happen face-to-face or maybe over the telephone or maybe over that computer you hold in your hand that works as a communication device. I believe it's called a cell phone, perhaps Skype, or even FaceTime. A lot of different ways that we can talk to people. And on the flip side of that, there's a lot of different ways you can ignore people too. Like I always joke about, you know, that nice looking barista I ask out. Well, there's a lot of ways that she ignores me. She ignores me on Twitter. She ignores me on Facebook. She ignores me on Instagram. She ignores me with my emails. I mean, there's a lot of ways that I'm supposed to be taking a hint here, but there's a lot of ways I can communicate, but there's a lot of ways that I can get ignored too. So there's a flip side to that coin. And honestly, that's kind of what we like to talk about here at the Multimedia Cafe. We like to talk about the entire issue, the facts of the issue, the the context behind what's going on. So I appreciate you folks tuning in selecting us as a place to get some content and all of our interviews are exclusive so you're not going to find these interviews anywhere else except on our facebook page and on our podcast and on our website but those are all our branded areas uh that's the nice thing about this now other media outlets do pick up our interviews and our articles from time to time but you hear them here first right here first on the multimedia cafe and the Crude Life Media Network, because the Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Okay, now let's talk about today's program. We've got a really good show today. Uh, Dr. Robert Nielsen with Nielsen Counseling Services. Uh, He talks about why he chooses only to have a handful of clients now and focuses more on the non-work parts of life. He also discusses what it's like to be working in retirement. He's retired now, but he works like three jobs. He's got a job at a golf course. He's got a job with his clients, and then he's got to maintain his house. So he's got three full-time jobs. Two, he gets paid for it. One, he actually does for the free golf membership and to get a little bit of uh, exercise. The other one, you know, it's his retired profession. So he hangs on to a handful of those because it's always nice to, well, uh, you know, honestly, it seems like everybody works. So it's either going to be Walmart as a greeter or you hang on to your consulting uh, business and try to ride that as long as you can. And then the uh, other interview we have is with Blind Joe. Now, he was on yesterday, and he's at the Multimedia Cafe again today. And we got a few emails asking about the other part of his interview where he talks about his demons and his addictions. And so we're going to be talking about that with Blind Joe, where he talks about how he overcame years of drug and alcohol abuse by channeling into other places like music and family. Uh, Very good program today. Dr. Robert Nielsen. Nielsen Counseling Services, and Blind Joe, the musician, singer, songwriter, 
who had a nice run on NBC's The Voice. He was one of Blake Shelton's favorites. Uh, Blind Joe really is blind, so it's not just a marketing gimmick. Uh, Well, it is a marketing gimmick, but he really is blind, so it's part of it. I call him uh, uh, the man man named Joe that doesn't see too well. And Blind Joe is a very good friend of mine. And so we talk with him. That's why he was able to open up about his drug and alcohol addiction, that sort of thing. So uh, we're a big supporter of uh, local independent music here at the Multimedia Cafe. In fact, uh, the music that you're hearing today, uh, a few of the songs are by Blind Joe that he performed live in the studio. And that's been known to happen here at the Multimedia Cafe. A musician has been known to stop by and perform. And in fact, we should probably, why don't we do that? When we go to break right now, I'm going to play a Blind Joe song for you. And uh, It Ain't Country Enough. That's one of my favorite Blind Joe songs, It Ain't Country Enough. And it is is performed here live in studio. And it's uh, really, it's just a couple minutes long. He wrote it himself. And he talks about all the wannabe country music acts. Because Blind Joe is authentic to the core, man. He is authentic as it comes. Well, he, like I said, he made it to the, what, final eight on The Voice? So he had a, he had a good opportunity that sprung him, springboard, into, like he said, it's kind of nice because, you know, now I get to add an extra zero on my uh, music contracts. You know, instead of getting $500 a show, I get $5,000 a show. Or maybe it was a hundred and a thousand. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter because Blind Joe is doing very well. Just talked to him recently. But this is uh, Blind Joe. It ain't country enough. My name is Jason Spies and this is the Multimedia Cafe. I'm talking, I'm smoking, I'm joking with the people that I know. I'm thinking, I'm drinking, I'm spinning, I'm grinning. Oh, my car starts Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch Coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber, president of the United Way of Cass Clay, says about Hatch Coaching. I think it's a really exciting time for our young leaders today because um, leaders like Eric Hatch are changing the face of what it means to lead an organization or what it means to lead a brand. He's changing that. For many years, I think that the, the gold standard of leadership has been somebody who is very polished and has it all together or seemingly has it all together and throughout the years. Um, I think that we've now, especially with technology and social media, we are drawn to what's real. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool. Joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place you never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about. Coming up next, we're going to get right into it, our interview with musician, singer-songwriter, Blind Joe. Okay, so i got to ask you. Um, The Joe that I knew, the Blind Joe that I knew and I used to watch, was a very old-school country music. You you actually lived 
the life that you wrote about. I did. For, for the I, most part. I still okay. do. I still do. And I just drink a little less now. I'm getting a little too old. For the, are, are you drinking at all anymore? You know, I uh, I do from time to time. Okay, so last time we spoke, you weren't drinking at all. Yeah, and I, and, and I do uh, very, very, very little do I drink. I mean, if it's something, you know, where I'm getting together with a buddy I haven't seen in a long time or whatever, I might have a beer or, okay. or a couple of whiskeys or something like that. I, I think but I, I, I uh, had a bottle of wine in the last year and a half yeah. combined type of a thing, you know, like yeah. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, and I used to I used to be a very, very heavy drinker. I was a hardcore alcoholic and, and I went through treatment and all that stuff. So I've been on that side and it's not a fun place to be, man. And so, so um, okay, that, but I still love a good honky-tonk song about whiskey and jukeboxes and the whole, because I, I love that stuff just because I don't drink all, you know, I think people have this this thing especially my the older school fans that with of, of the more drinking songs that i did or they i think a lot of them think that i just like sat around all day and slammed down jack daniels to smoke cigarettes which wasn't like far from the truth at the time but you were standing but yeah yeah right <laughs> i mean I, but I, w- I would go to the bathroom from time to time but uh but now you know you grow and you you uh you realize that that stuff as fun as it can be uh, it doesn't fix anything. It doesn't solve anything. And at the end of it all, your problems or whatever you're trying to run from are are still there, and you just have a huge ass headache on top of it. All right, thank you very much, Blind Joe, musician, singer, songwriter. Uh, if you want to go to the full length interview or check out more information, visit thecrudelife.com. Thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network, so check out more information or full-length interviews at thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. I'm drinking line laughter love. So if your feet ain't stomping once a band starts a rock, then brother, it ain't country enough. If you hear it and it ain't stuck in your head all day, it's got a pop back beat and it's sung the wrong way. Charlie Daniels wouldn't dig it, man. Hank Jr. would say it sucks. And brother, it ain't country enough. Or if instead of using English, you use foreign words. When a competition that you didn't deserve, some furco wearing wannabes producing your stuff. And brother, you ain't country enough. If you can't move to it, groove to it, up and slam some boots to it, party to it all night long. If it ain't about whiskey sipping, guitar picking, tractors, trailers, trucks, or prison, man, it ain't a country song. I'd like them real cool old school bar stool times, about drinking, lying, laughter, and love. So if your feet ain't stomping once a band starts a rocking, brother, it ain't country enough. Yeah, if your feet ain't jumping once a band starts rocking, brother, it ain't country enough. Jason Speaks, the most trusted voice in the bucket. I totally agree with you. And the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Certified counselor, supervisor in both Minnesota and North Dakota. Uh, and I had uh, worked at NDSU as a counselor educator and 
coordinator of the Counselor Education Program there for many years. I just retired after 42 years of work at NBSU as a counselor educator and currently have a business, a clinical business of my own, Nielsen Counseling. I've been doing that for the last couple of years. All right, so you get you, you were at NDSU for how long? 42 years. 42 years, and my understanding is the program, or you, or both, won awards through those 42 years? Well, the program was accredited uh, by KCREP, which is the National Accreditation for Counselor Education Programs, and the last time we had the accreditation team come in, they were uh, going through our program with the fine-tooth comb, for uh, three days, there were three people uh, from the KCREP organization doing that. And when they uh, completed, we had met all of the standards necessary. And they indicated that a really good counselor education program usually missed about eight to 10, maybe 12 of those standards, and we didn't miss any. They actually indicated that we have probably one of the very best small counselor education programs in the United States. So I was very proud of that as the coordinator of that program. And um, obviously that um, did num- uh, wonders for NDSU and their image in the program, right? Well, it's one of those small programs at NDSU that is really uh, exceptional. And a lot of people don't even know about many of those small programs that are, um, such as polymer encoding, for instance, uh, one of the best in the world. And a lot of people don't know that. At NDSU? Yes. Polymer encoding? Yeah. So you got counseling, polymer coding, ag. Yeah, pharmacy. I mean, there's a number of programs there that are really uh, exceptional. All right. Now, I also heard you were um, recognized in uh, certain small towns USA because of your hockey experience. (laughs) What's that? Now, talk to me about your hockey background. Well, I I grew up in Cloquet, Minnesota, and I played hockey and uh, football there. I went to Concordia College for my uh, bachelor's degree, and I played uh, football and hockey there also. I was uh, part of the national championship football team in 1964, so you can tell my age. Um, and I was a captain and player coach actually for the, the um, hockey team at uh, Concordia. Um, at India, I started the program, the, the high school hockey program in Botno, North Dakota, and there were only eight teams at the time, so they had eight teams in the uh, state tournament, so we were one of the <laughs> eight teams in the state tournament. You got uh, in by default, huh? Yeah, we did. That's absolutely true. Uh, and then at NDSU, uh, we started a club team, and, and Dave Morinville was uh, instrumental as a coach, and I was the faculty advisor. And in the first uh, eight years that I was faculty advisor, we did win seven national championships. At NDSU? Yeah. So NDSU has seven national championships in, in club, club hockey. hockey. <laughs> Not hockey, club hockey. Right. That's funny. Uh Okay, so you mentioned your uh, year, so you, you brought up your age, and you mentioned player coach. I kind of wrote that down quickly. And then uh, your NDSU, you were a pioneer, really, um, with that program. You brought it to new areas. With the counselor education With the counselor program. education. So you were a trailblazer in there. The reason I'm writing those things down is because you're, you're retired now. You're, you're past retirement age. Correct. I am 73. Okay, so you're past retired. Is it 65, 62, 67? It depends on your health care. Yeah. Depends on your health care policy. I could have retired many years before I did. I didn't because I really loved the work I was doing, and I was still doing a good job. So So, so I'm writing this stuff down because you, 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 um, 
like a lot of people, you work in retirement, but you're not greeting at Walmart or you know bagging groceries, you know st- stressless jobs. But you're those actually, jobs, I really honor those jobs. For well, people, you you know? do one of those. You're a ranger. I actually do. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a ranger at a golf course because you like to golf and you get a discount. Yes, I am. I'm a ranger at Wildflower uh, Golf Course in Minnesota. A really beautiful uh, course has uh, the logo right on the coffee cups we had before us. That's right. <laughs> Here at the uh, Palatius Palace and one of the many uh, one of the lakes. One of the 10,000 lakes in Minnesota, where that's where we're actually doing the interview right now uh, with Dr. Bob Nielsen. And we're transitioning uh, into a retirement portion where he's actually working. He has his uh, kind of a social, um, you know, I'll, I'll get some discounts on golf. It's my hobby job, which, again, is like bagging groceries or greeting at uh, Walmart is the kind of the iconic one, which really means stress free. You know, it's, it's a way to socialize. You get you don't have a lot of stress. But you're continuing with your counseling small business now. I wrote down player coach. I wrote down uh, trailblazing because it seems like you always had that wiring done to where uh, it was always going to be in your future anyways. You were going to continue to do what you loved. And so you are doing a small business of counseling now. Yes, I am. And I'm uh, very uh, happy with how that goes. I kind of go by one of the... Uh, philosophies that I have and that is if the job is worth doing is worth doing right yeah and uh, I'm uh, quite successful in my private work have a good reputation so I I do have uh, a lot of referrals from uh, individuals in our community professional individuals such as physicians uh, who have um, uh, patients who they have prescribed anti-anxiety medication, and then they refer them to me to get them off those anti-anxiety medications through the process of counseling. And it's been uh, very effective. You know, that's actually um, a new science that I'm, by new, 10, 15 years old, I guess, that I I haven't revisited, but I know in nursing homes, they were having uh, people engage with people early experiencing dementia, to try to combat the, the medication. Okay. So it's interesting how they're trying to rewire the brain, if you will. It in, is. In order to get away from the, the crutch of medication. Yes, and actually how we think does act, determine how we feel. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the cognitive behavioral process. Uh, we also have to act on the new positive thinking that uh, hopefully is taking over some of the uh, old negative thinking. And an easy way to, I guess, example would be I get to or I have to. Just simple things like that is kind of the rewiring of your outlook in your brain. Yeah, I get to. I use it. uh, I want to. I'm changing. uh, I I want to do this instead of I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I want to do this interview. I mean, I don't have to do this interview. Right. But I want to do the interview. It puts a positive slant on it. See, and I get to. Oh, there you are. There, I want to. There you I, go. I guess I don't need to, but I get to. Yeah, you get to because you've made uh, the inroads into it in mm-hmm. order to be able to get to do it. Yeah, there's, you know, and there are a lot of uh, interviews I get to do. And I say that because, you know, one of, the, one of the things I've been very fortunate is I've been able to interview heavyweights in, in industries, you know. And I look at yourself here, Dr. Bob Nielsen, and the things you've done have been very monumental throughout your career. You've got some excellent landmarks. Um, Talk to me about your current business now because you have this wealth of knowledge. You know, you don't need to do what you're doing. You don't need to. You're at the retirement age. You like to do it. Is your drive that you're a workaholic or that you like to uh, change people? 
Well, certainly not that I'm a workaholic at this stage in my life. I, um, I only see four to six clients. I mean, that's not like workaholism. <laughs> it's uh, a, really a challenge, and it has very fruitful rewards for me. Talk about egoism or altruism, right? I'm not necessarily altruistic. I'm not just giving of my services, but I really benefit a lot from giving of my services, and that's the egoistic part of it. So I might be an egoistic altruist or altruistic egoist, but uh, everybody, I think, really needs to feel as though um, they're doing a service in order to feel good. I think they uh, and have a very positive feeling about that, at least healthy people. Dr. Robert Nielsen, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Robert Nielsen with Nielsen Counseling Services right here at the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Multimedia Cafe. Peace, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speece on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speece. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation. Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about. All right, we're going to continue the conversation with Dr. Robert Nielsen with Nielsen Counseling. This is the continuation, part two, of our conversation with Dr. Robert Nielsen. I have that need. And uh, it gives me a really good way of meeting that need for me because there's nothing better than for me to have a client come back or meet me in Walmart or someplace, you know, mm-hmm. and, and say, oh, hey, Dr. Bob, I want to tell you the things that uh, we talked about two years ago, I'm living by. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I had one just not too long ago who uh, grabbed me and uh, you remember me? Well, yeah, I remember. I can't remember your name. I'm sorry told me the name and they said one of the things you said is something that stuck with me and uh, it has made a difference in my life I said well what was that I'm really kind of curious he said (coughs) said uh, you can't unscramble eggs 
I said, okay, what does that mean to you then? He said, well, when I come to things that are mess, I realize that it's a mess and I need to accept that more and I can't change it because it's not changeable. And in accepting it and then moving on, it's just given me a new life. And I thought, hmm, just little things like that sometimes make such a huge difference. Can and scramble eggs. Can and scramble eggs. Well, that that brings up a, a good transition to the importance of counseling or workplace stress, if you will. Um, and that's actually one of the main reasons why I'm glad that uh, you agreed to do this interview, because one thing we like to to really highlight is in economic development, there is such a critical need for a work life, personal life, stress life balance. Absolutely. Otherwise, the whole system falls apart. Well, the stress gets high. Yeah. Well, and then and then eventually, what happens with stress? It fractures and cracks and breaks. Yep. So you you can have a good run for ten years, twenty years, fifty years, but when you base things on stress and you can't find that balance, well, look at the Roman Empire. That that was that was very stressful at times, and it cracked. And then you take a look at you know like a lot of uh, I don't know India for example. They, they they've worked very hard on the balance of things, and they seem to be doing okay over the long period of time. You know versus. Yeah things collapsing and cracking. So um, first off, before we get into the importance of counseling and work, do you guys talk about that as far as when you're selling a tire, you can kick it, you can feel it, it's a tangible object. When you're selling counseling, it's intangible. You know, it's this unscrambling eggs (laughs) has a good value to that gentleman, but to someone else it has no value. Absolutely. So how do you sell the intangibleness of the importance of de-stressing and counseling? Well, one of the uh, things that I continue to do is a workshop from time to time when uh, organizations will contact me and hire me to to do them. Uh, Like the family service system hired me a while back, uh, not that long ago. And I start out by indicating that uh, stress management is probably the, well, I, I believe it is the most important thing for people to learn. And uh, they wonder about that because of their jobs. They think that things that they have on their job are more important. And, and I, I don't necessarily believe that because if they don't manage their stresses properly, the things on their job, like you said, are going to crack. If things uh, get too high stress, we don't operate very well on high stress, which is really called distress. Um, it's where... We make mistakes. Um, it's almost like we take our eyeballs and pop them out of our head and turn them around and we're playing this little record in our brain uh, about all the negative things that have gone on and the stress gets so high, it's like the bucket is so full of water that when you get a little bit more on, it, it overflows. And when you overflow the bucket, that's like the mistakes you make uh, or <clears throat> um, you have accidents. I did a farm uh, uh, workshop and it was kind of interesting milk producers frankly they came in and uh, it was in the morning and they still had boots on and and all that kind of stuff which was good but just before I went on they had a farm accident um, individual showing pictures of some pretty gruesome farm accidents and I couldn't help but think that those accidents were occurring because they were concerned about other things that they uh, weren't doing right at that moment and they lost track of um, some machinery or something and, and had uh, really some horrendous accidents. And the um, session I had after that uh, really went well because there are all kinds of uh, questions that I love um, uh, to get from the audience has become very interactive. 
So like the, the, the price of corn yeah. has got their, their mind going and the simple automated task that they've done mundanely for the last thousand days, they took their eye off the ball one time. That's all it takes. And that's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And that's why, you know, I make the point that uh, managing the stresses and be able to disengage in order to engage, disengage in the things that are in the background in your head that are, quote, worrisome. And I have a, uh, a definition of that also. But if we're concerned with those things that we would call worry when we're doing the things that you're just talking about, and for one instant uh, kind of lose track of what's going on, you, you see it for people in auto accidents all the time. Mm -hmm. um, they're thinking about an argument they might have had with their spouse driving down the road, and they go through a stop sign and have an accident because their eyeballs are focusing on their accident, not on the road. So... When we talk about stress in a, in a workplace, a lot of it is passive-aggressive stress in a workplace. Okay. Well, everybody's got to go through the happiness machine and, you know, be nice and, and that sort of thing. There's a certain expectation of um, demeanor and, uh, and hap I call it the happiness machine. Uh, where, you know, how's your day? Oh, it's fantastic. Maybe, it's, maybe you're not having a good day, but you say that. So it, it percolates. It percolates and that sort of thing. Um, do people, is it harder for people to, um, have these conversations in workplaces through your clients that you've seen over times? Is it increasing, decreasing? Do you not have an opinion on it? Meaning, can you pu pull your boss aside and say, I screwed up? Can you pull your boss aside without the fear of getting fired or making more stress in your in your job? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. And some people are pretty good at that and others are very um, poor at, uh, at that. The ones that are not good at that are also then telling themselves some things that are negative. They're saying my boss isn't going to understand or my boss is going to be angry with me or you know it's going to have a, a bad view of what it is that I'm doing. Uh, I don't want them to know that. Uh, and that's unfortunate because uh, that causes more stress. They're hiding things that um, they're carrying around with them instead of being able to get them out. Um, natural repair mechanism is actually talking uh, in an emotional way uh, about the things that are going on in one's life. Maybe they can't do that with their boss. It might be that the boss is somebody that uh, would be very critical of them and they've figured that out, but they should have somebody mm -hmm. that they can do that with. Uh, a, a trusted friend is sometimes pretty good, although in many cases uh, a, a good counselor is probably the best because it's so confidential. Well, and that was the next thing I wanted to bring up is that um, counseling is now being covered by insurances, isn't it, by some? Absolutely. So talk to me about that because that wasn't always that way. I mean, <laughs> no. that, that, that's quite a statement by healthcare providers to say <clears throat> we value preventative medicine like in this way. Well, yeah, and it hasn't always been that way. And I'm not so sure that um, the insurance agents agencies uh, really like that, although I think they're finding that it's extremely valuable to do that because the preventative does really make a big difference 
People don't end up in the hospital for various different things. I mean, stress is really the killer of today, but, uh, you know, they end up in a hospital for a heart attack or a stroke or <clears throat> maybe even cancer that, that might not have been the issue if they had been able to manage their stresses. So the insurance agent uh, companies uh, are on board with that. And I'll just say with North Dakota, <clears throat> um, must be about 20 years ago now, a number of uh, people, including myself, were instrumental, actually, in getting third-party pay mandated by the legislature of North Dakota so that the insurance companies uh, were forced, actually, to pay um, credentialed counselors with a license for, uh, to get third-party pay at a, a pretty good uh, uh, pay. I mean, it's, right now, it's over $180 an hour. Dr. Robert Nielsen, one more time, hold that thought. When we come back, we're going to conclude our conversation with Dr. Robert Nielsen with Nielsen Counseling Services right here in the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. I am washed by the water, even when the earth crumbles under my feet. Even when the ones I love Turn around and crucify me I won't never ever let you down I won't fall, I won't fall I won't fall as long as you're around me Even when the rain falls Even when the flood starts rising Even when the storm comes I am washed by the water, even when the rain falls, even when the flood starts rising, even when the storm comes. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool. Joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about. We continue our interview, conclude our interview with Dr. Robert Nielsen with Nielsen Counseling Services. This is Dr. Robert Nielsen. I'm being very dumb here, and I'm not trying to be political, but when, when I look at... I, I believe stress is the number one killer, right? Okay, that, I think so. Yeah. I mean, no, I, 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 believe, I believe that's documented. Okay. Like, that is the number one killer, stress. And It doesn't show up on the death certificate. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but as far as doctors are concerned, is I believe that that is actually documented somewhere. Um, within, it's documented in much research. Right, yep. with, with, with many physicians and yep, that sort of right. thing. So when you're talking about ways to de-stress people... I have a hard time um, um, understanding where the resistance comes with covering it under insurance. It was kind of like um, when the debate was for health clubs. You know, I, I thought it was a great idea to re- actually have a, a reduction of your premiums if you could prove you could go to a health club five days a week. That okay. sort of thing to prove that you were kind of engaging in some healthy activity, sure. uh, going above and beyond type of a thing. But uh, within your industry, what was the pushback? What was the pushback against de-stressing people to make them healthier overall? Well, um, the insurance companies are basically set up for medical 
concerns and physical medical concerns for physicians and um, reactive reactive exactly you, you cut you get a stitches <clears throat> yeah okay yeah um, and there was a um, philosophy I think by the insurance companies that um, clinical counselors clinical social workers addiction counselors um, <clears throat> We're doing a job that uh, wasn't going to pay off for them to insure, frankly. Now, like I said earlier, they, I think most of the insurance companies have recognized that since it's been mandated, um, there probably are a lot less individuals who are running up big hospital or medical bills um, that would have been there in the past. So I think there are more coming on board now are still not 100%, but I think they're recognizing the benefits of good counseling services. And in so it means that the individuals that are providing those have to have good backgrounds and good reputations. Do you get, um, you know, we've been talking about the importance of counseling and health benefits. Do you have any companies that pay for somebody's counseling because they look at it as they might be a more productive employee. Has that ever come up in the, in the past? Sure, employee assistant programs is really what it's called. And uh, Oh, there's a, lot, a program. Okay. Yeah, it's a program for many companies uh, are enrolled in that, and, and they have certain providers, uh, like, for instance, in North Dakota or, like, say, Fargo, um, the village is uh, very big on uh, the employee assistance programs. The thing about that, there are certain regulations and rules that each of the different uh, employees have, um, like how many sessions will the individual um, be able to have under that program uh, and things like that. Dollar cap, that sort of thing? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, paralysis of analysis. Uh, you got any advice for people on how to get uh, unstuck in their life? <laughs> well, first of all, I think that some of the counselors might have paralysis of analysis because, <laughs> because I think there are certain counselors that really look at analyzing their clients or patients and then start working with the analysis rather than with the person. And that becomes kind of a negative thing. The diagnosis, for instance, is really meant to give the individual, the, the professional, a way of looking at a, uh, a certain condition uh, and uh, having a background in how that certain condition may be able to be alleviated or at least help move away from that. Uh, but if they focused on just that diagnosis, they're really doing a disservice to their client. Um, the foundation of any good counseling is the relationship between the counselor and the client. It's not the diagnosis. How about if somebody's uh, um, stuck in their job? Mm -hmm. If they came to you and said, you know what, my, my marriage is okay, but my job is just, I'm creatively not there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't inspire me anymore. What do you tell them? I really don't tell them anything. I ask them uh, to, to talk with me more about it. Like I said earlier, um, the health benefits of counseling is that individual needs to use their natural repair mechanisms. And talking about how they feel is one of the best ways of using it. I mean, they have the uh, opportunity and the uh, ability in most cases to do that. 
many times we have to um, get underneath some things like, for instance, anger. I'm really angry at my boss. Well, um, anger is, to me, a secondary emotion. And there's something else underneath that, and we have to get to whatever it is underneath that. Maybe it's a, a lack of security in the job, or maybe it's, a, and they're concerned about their boss firing them, or you know, things like that. Um, we have to get below to be able to give them an opportunity to talk about their real feelings that are being covered up. Anger covers up a lot of really more deep-seated feelings. Now, I think personally, anger is uh, an offshoot of fear. Yeah. Like it, it, you've got two emotions, love and fear. And everything is an offshoot of that. That's, that's okay. how I kind of look at it. Well, that's interesting yeah. philosophy, and I don't disagree. Thank you, Dr. Robert Nielsen with Nielsen Counseling Services. Thank you very much for joining the program today here at the Multimedia Cafe, Thursday, January 31st, the last day of January. My goodness, 2019 is off and running with a starter's pistol. Whew! We've already gone through a month, folks. It's February tomorrow. Okay, so Blind Joe. Thank you very much, Blind Joe. Musician, singer, songwriter. Appreciate you opening up to us here today at the Multimedia Cafe. And once again, Dr. Robert Nielsen, thank you very much for joining us, taking the time out of your busy day, your busy retirement, working three jobs, trying to just keep active and stay full. I love it when you don't need the money, but you kind of like the money because you don't want to dip into your money, but you also like to continue to get some free things and stay active and you understand the value of time and that's really really what we dr robert nielsen and i talked about was the value of time it was it was yeah it was full, full of examples and uh language that wasn't the value of time but really at the end of the day that's what we talked about so and speaking of value of time it looks like we're out of time so i appreciate it very much blind joe dr robert nielsen this is the multimedia cafe tomorrow we're going to get an update from watford city the heart of the Bakken boom. They've got some big activities going on. It's, you know, just to give you an idea, they had 1,500 people in that community 10 years ago. 1,500 people. They're projected to have like 15,000 in the next couple of years. They're at like 7,500 right now. So imagine this. You go from 1,500 people to 7,500 people over the course of eight years. I mean, two, three years ago, their kids, this is no lie, their kids were using outhouses during the wintertime while their school was being renovated. That's how quickly change had to happen in Watford City. So it's always a great time, a great fun interview to get an update from Watford City just because they got, always got so much going on. So, And I know that a lot of people out there are very reliant on the uh, Bakken oil fields. I mean, let's be honest. The energy industry employs a great deal of people and it has been the only secure, stable industry over the past decade. Yeah, let me repeat that. The oil and gas industry is the only industry that has added jobs over the last 10 years. Every other industry has actually lost jobs. So it is important to get updates from the Permian, from the Bakken, from the Eagleford, from the Marcellus from time to time because honestly, so much of our lives are dependent on it. From flicking on a light switch, I, I, I don't mean to diss coal because actually most of the light switch flicking comes from coal. So let's, I got to just point that out. But you get my point. There's so much that comes from energy development in our lives from flicking on a light switch to honestly our jobs uh, to where we do something somewhere down the line in the industry. So, okay, that's it. That's all we're going to have today, folks. I got to run. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. From the staff of the Multimedia Cafe, my name is Jason Spies asking you to savor life 
and enjoy the spice. Way down Georgia on a train. Roads are getting muddy and the leaves are getting damp. Gonna catch me a freight train to leave this town. Don't go down the hobo, do the hanging around. Go down the hobo, do the hanging around. Case in case it was a good engineer. Told the brakeman not to fear. Pour on the water, shovel on the coal. Stick your head out the window, see my drivers roll. Stick your head out the window, see my drivers roll. One more time. Pull it on in that railroad station. I hear I see Fargo coming up. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 